Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show and in this episode we are returning once again to a franchise that we started last October. This is part 7, this is Friday the 13th, part 7, The New Blood, aka Jason vs. Carrie. Oh. <laughs> but it's not really known as that, but that's what I'm calling it because that's 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 what the concept is. That's what they say. That's the idea. In the writers' room, like, can we get Carrie? No. Well, no, don't don't <laughs> worry. We'll do it anyway. We'll just won't call her Carrie. It's fine. Yeah, I, I was kind of curious about that. I uh, like at any point did they actually think like legitimately like oh maybe we can actually have Carrie in this or was it it was always just like well it's gonna be Carrie but we won't say it's Carrie. I mean. I want to say they did. It's been a long time since I've watched the Crystal Lake Memories, the fantastic mm. like six-hour making-of documentary that went through all the mm. films. But um, I, I want to say they, they, they at least thought they might get Carrie <laughs> at some point. I could be wrong. But hey, I would have been for it. That would have been wild. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, would Sissy Spacek come back? I mean, she'd be obviously like ten years older by that point. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Why not? Cool. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, we'll start spoiler free as we always do. We'll give you warnings somewhere in the middle before we before we uh, dive into spoilers. So part seven. So obviously we've done one through six. Um, the original hope was to finish uh, by the following October. That doesn't seem like it's going to happen, <laughs> but uh, we should be around number eight in October. So you know we've done the, the Paramount films at least by by then. That's that's that's, that's, that's a nice benchmark to hit, um, and we'll be close to finishing afterwards. But yeah, so part seven is it's an interesting place in the franchise because it's kind of like four was this great great movie that's loved by most, and then five was the one that most people didn't like. Then six kind of came back and was this fan favorite, brought Jason back, and then this was like the follow up to that. I was like six people love six, and I was like okay, so what's seven? And I have to assume that this is the one where it started to really diminish in terms of the the money. Because I know that after 8, Paramount sold off the rights to, to New Line because they were still getting all the complaints from, like, you know, parents and stuff about movies being too violent. <laughs> and you can feel that in the movie, actually, because this is easily one of the most censored of the, of the movies. Mm. You can feel it when you're seeing the kill scenes that they have chopped a lot of the violence out. And unfortunately, the original scenes were too damaged to ever do, like, a, a director's cut, like, years later or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that watching is like there's a lot of you know cutaways and stuff yeah. when it starts to get good, but it's so dumb because this was still rated R, right? It had to. Oh have yeah. So it was like nudity and stuff like. This is the thing. Whatever this movie had in it before they, they chopped it to pieces because the MPA were being dicks about it. I I am telling you right now, it would probably be borderline PG thirteen now, <laughs> whatever it was. Oh yeah, sure. Like you know, like <laughs> the standards have definitely changed, and this was just a time when they were being like. Compl- particularly this franchise was getting a lot of complaints because it was the one of the popular ones um and i, I feel like it's just kind of a shame that the, the kill scenes in this one are neutered because this was yeah. the one because six had really good kill scenes like six and i think that's almost part of the problem is that they saw six and went hey wait a minute this is an outrage and that's why they were so hard on seven even though like whatever like it, it wouldn't have been that bad it's fine uh yeah. but you know the 80s were the 80s uh so yeah, so so we have, um, we, so there's a little montage at the start that kind of just like previously on Friday the Thirteenth. That's basically <laughs> what happens at the start. Uh, it's kind of a, a new version of the 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 campfire story from the I want to say the second or third movie, uh, but it's like a new voiceover with a similar kind of version to that. Uh, but then it, it does establish this takes place after part six. Specifically, the opening like scene takes place after part six, 
which Jason's still in the water down in Crystal Lake where Tommy trapped him. And we have a little girl named Tina who mm. uh, is running away from her, her little lake house because her parents are fighting. Uh, one of the most like stereotypical like parents fighting scenes of all time. Uh, ah, shut up, women. Ah, you should quit drinking. Don't tell me what to do. And then he chases. Joe's you know funny to me about this though is that when the dad chases out after her, he seems like a nice, concerned dad. Like, because oh, sure. we just hear the fight, like we just hear the audio yeah. from the fight, and he sounds like an awful human being. And then as soon as he runs out of the house, he seems like a normal dad who's just concerned about his daughter. Uh, oh yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's what's kind of like weird about it because then the rest of the movie, you know, uh, Tina's kind of lamenting it and stuff, and yeah. she's talking about my, how she misses him, and it's like, father, oh wait, yes. was he a good dad? <laughs> Yeah, do you know what it probably is? It's probably just saying that they're just a normal family and the, the parents were fighting one night and she got, like, frustrated by it. Yeah. And, you know, because I, I think we hear you should stop drinking as he's an alcoholic and he's got a drinking problem. When in reality, yeah. maybe she just meant stop drinking now because he's been drinking tonight and he's in a bad mood or whatever. I don't know. Maybe it was more normal than it was letting on. But she goes into a boat into the lake and her dad's mm-hmm. on the pier and she, she yells out, I wish you were dead. And then her telekinesis brings <laughs> down the entire pier and him into the water and kills him. And obviously, as it's happening, she changes her mood and goes, Dad, no, please don't go. <laughs> it's like, sorry, Tina, you killed him. Sorry. <laughs> and then it jumps ahead to her. And I'm not even sure what age she's supposed to be because her and all their other, like, you know, quote unquote kids, I'm not supp- mm-hmm. sure if they're still supposed to be high school age or if they're like college age. I actually mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I have no idea. I, like, if I had to assume, I'd probably say like, I don't know, maybe like very late teens, like eighteen, nineteen, maybe like early twenties. But yeah, it's who the hell knows? Because the, the 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 bitchy girl like feels much older, which is why I think there must be like you know early 20s mm-hmm. but it, i mean that's obviously what the actors are but that's the problem is but, that the, the, the franchise has had so many teenagers or supposed teenagers who have actually looked this age that now when it doesn't tell us specifically that no, they're, they're just here for the summer because of high school or whatever i, I would I'm say sure. maybe it, like if they were teenagers i feel like maybe they would be more like at camp or something this feels more like a like a college yeah. like summer trip or something especially since because they're at the house across the street from the lake house that our main characters come to and like the the mother of tina never questions why this you know group of kids are there yeah. you know this is just like oh yeah that's fine they're, they're having fun here for the, for the lake uh so so the reason why I'm, I'm being so adamant about like clarifying this is because that means that there's a time jump here of about 12 years because <laughs> tina's about eight in that in which they do confirm they make it very clear it takes place after six. That first scene mm-hmm. when she's a kid takes place after six, which means we've jumped 12 years. We'd already jumped 10 years with Tommy because Tommy went from being about, you know, 10 to 20 between four and six, which means at least this movie, the main part of this movie takes place in at least 2002. <laughs> okay, interesting. I, I, I would say that because... The, the the first the second movie takes place a year after the first movie mm-hmm. so that's 1980 1981 whatever I, I can't remember. the first one may have been set in 79 even though it came out in a and then i think two three and four basically all take place over the same like few days <laughs> so mm-hmm. no time jump there but then you jump 10 years for six so six takes place in at least 1991 mm-hmm 
And if we're jumping 12 years from 6 to 7, then we're at 2003. Wow. <laughs> so watch this movie and tell me if it looks like 2003 to, to you. Because I bet it doesn't. It came out It came out in 1988 for the for reference point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... I think at the time, uh, I don't think anyone could have ever predicted that people would take like these movies that seriously. <laughs> like, like, Are you saying I'm thinking about this too much, Tim? Is that what you're saying to me? <laughs> hey, you know, I, I mean, I love this kind of deep dive uh, analysis, but I, I think uh, at the time, I, I doubt that it was even a concern to the people that were writing it. I'm just saying, obviously, once we get to Jason X, it doesn't matter because that's far in the future anyway. But yeah. I'm just, I'm just, you know. Up until then, I'm going to keep track of what year we're supposed to be on, give or take. <laughs> but hey, so so yeah, so of course Jason, she actually and unintentionally wakes up Jason herself by trying to bring <laughs> her father back to life, and instead Jason's the one who comes back up from the bottom of the lake, and of course he starts killing people, and then eventually she has to master her powers and fight back, and that's basically the gist of the movie. We'll obviously go deeper in in a second, but at this juncture, I want to ask Tim the question, Tim. Do you yeah. enjoy Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood? <laughs> you know, uh, I, I was actually excited to watch it because, like, I didn't, I honestly didn't remember if I liked it or not. Because uh, I, I feel like it's it's weird because it's sandwiched in between two very distinct movies. Uh, like you said, 6 is kind of the, the fan favorite. And then, um, you know, 8 is, is kind of notorious <laughs> in its own way. Yes. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to talk about our opinions on it until we get to it, though. Right, 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 right. So. Um, but yeah, so this one's just kind of in the middle. I feel like maybe it gets overlooked, uh, even though it has kind of like a cute, like a crazy, crazy premise. It does. But, it's easily the weirdest premise since the franchise yeah. started. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I actually really like this. Like, I'm not going to go like as far <laughs> to say that, like, I love it, that it's like, oh, my favorite or anything. But hmm. um, other than like, yeah it, you know like you said like it is definitely censored like the kills aren't that great so yeah. that's a, that's a big bummer but you know what I, I like the characters like a lot of them really you know like stood out to me uh i like the way jason looks in this uh is this the first uh kane hotter yeah jason? actually that, that is the actual there's two things that make this movie notable one is the carry one and two yeah. is the first uh, kane hotter jason uh who played the part four times um and yeah unfortunately he wanted to keep going but they just wanted to cast someone else for Freddy V's Jason otherwise he'd have made yeah. a fifth at least and maybe a sixth who, who knows maybe they wanted him for the remake I don't know but, yeah that's a yeah that really sucks because uh, yeah he definitely really likes the character like when you whenever you watch any of those documentaries like you can tell that he's like really into it yeah because up until now every single person who'd played him only played him once like they never came back they hated wearing all the makeup <laughs> and all the rest of it they hated, hated it so much they never came back and Kane Horror's like, no, I'm coming back for second, thirds, and fourth. Are you kidding me? I love this character. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I just like, uh, I, I really like Tina, and I like the idea of, um, like, you know, uh, I, I guess, you know, in the last one, Tommy was like, you know, pretty proactive with like fighting against Jason, but like, I feel like this is the first time we have someone, like, uh, whenever anyone kind of is going to fight Jason, it's more like, oh, like trying to think of how they're going to trick him. And I feel like this is kind of the first time we have someone that's like, no, like, I can take him on, like, you know, uh, yeah. it, it's not like brute strength versus brute strength, but it's like, oh, I have like my own way to fight him, which is really cool and interesting. No, and, I, I like the idea of him having an adversary who can do something that may combat him. It isn't like a yeah. one to one fight, as you say. It's not like she's as strong or as, you know, as invincible as he is, but she has her own skill that might be able to fight him. Um, 
I don't think I like this as much as you do. I, I think for me, it, like, I like watching it well enough. It, it's, it's like a sort of solid kind of mid-tier Friday the 13th sequel to me. Um, I mean, if I'm going to, like, if I'm thinking about where they all kind of slot, I mean, it's definitely better than five. I pro- <laughs> I probably like it more than one for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think I like two, three, four, and six more, you know, if I'm, okay. if I'm, you know, if I'm thinking about it. But um, that, that's not to like, be too harsh on it because I, I think it is a, a mostly fun movie. Um I, I think the part that surprised me in what you said there was that you thought the characters were uh, like not better defined, but like you, you thought they were pretty. They stood I out. They're to pretty you, memorable, yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd agree with that beyond a couple of them. Obviously, Tina stands out as being the the. the, the uh, I, I like I like her uh, her, her shady uh, psychiatrist who's clearly just wanting yeah. to <laughs> manipulate her to try and get more telekinesis action going. Uh, it's like no, I will yeah. help your daughter, uh, Mrs. Tina's mum, but. Um, all he's really doing is trying to provoke her into doing more and more telep- telepathy, uh, yeah. which is fun. Oh, not well, telepathy, like I... telekinesis, sorry. Telepathy is reading minds. <laughs> I said the wrong yeah. one. I apologize. <laughs> like, uh, I would say, uh, like, not every character is, like, a, a standout, but... Cause uh, it, was, it, was the, it was the other house of kids, basically, that I'm talking about, where most of them kind of just, you know, they just kind of blend together. They're just kind of fodder. Outside of the bully, who's, like... Well, no, I mean, I feel like, all right, you got, like, you know, Melissa, who's, like, you know, the rich, stuck-up uh, one. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, she yeah. really stands she's, out. She's, she's yeah. the rich, stuck-up one who has the sense of humor of a 12-year-old when it comes to making yeah. fun of <laughs> Tina. Because when she finds out she's in a mental hospital, or she was in a mental hospital, she starts making straight-jacket jokes. And uh, she's really cruel. She's, like, a cruel 12-year-old. It's kind of insane. But she's constantly yeah. trying to have sex with the main love interest guy, whose name was... Nick. Nick. Oh, Nick. There you go. And then uh, I feel like uh, Eddie, the writer, obviously, like, you know, stands out a lot because he's kind of, like, ridiculous. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I guess, like, the... Then, uh, you know, they, they have the... I don't remember the names, but, like, there's the one guy that was kind of, like, the pothead kind of dude yeah, that was, and, like, always smoking. So. And for some reason, like, two of the girls were really into him. Like, that was, like, a plot line. Yeah. <laughs> two of them were fighting over him. And what really got yeah. me is that there's one of them who looked a bit nerdier. Like, the other girl said, oh, you'd, like, a, a tune-up before you'll be attractive. And she yeah. go, and there's, like, a whole montage of her going to, like, the, the, one of the bedrooms and, like, you know, putting on makeup, doing her hair up. And after she's done and she's, like, really dolled up, she looks in the mirror and says tune up my ass and i'm like but that's literally what you just did i, I, I mean it was a cruel thing to say don't get me wrong but yeah. you're saying i don't need a tune up no you just did a tune up though that's that's literally what you just i uh, no, mean it's, no, no, it's, it, it bugged me the line bugged me i, I guess but i guess my critique of the character would be that yeah those those like makings of them like the, I, I like the idea of the writer character who's constantly trying to come up with weird writing concepts but because the movie's not focused on them they're they're, they're all side characters to Tina's okay, plot yeah. that I don't Fair. feel like we get enough time with them it's like if, if you go back to like part 3 I feel like you get enough time with Shelley where you really like you know you know Shelley's tricks he has he has multiple jokes where I feel like the writer in this one has like the, his introduction in like one more gag later where he's talking about a script and that's kind of it yeah that, yeah that's fair like you definitely don't get enough time yeah. with them like they uh, I mean maybe they're just sticking out in my head now because like I just watched it like in a week, I might be like, oh, I don't even remember, you know, who, who Which, was in it. But. And to be fair, I had this complaint with Six as well. I felt like Six, because it was focusing in on Tommy and like, the one love interest that tried to take down Jason, a lot of the other characters kind of were just, you know, they're just kind of there for the fodder. Which, I mean, it's a slasher yeah. movie, so that makes sense. And I'm not complaining too much about that, but... Um, 
It's just because you said the character stuck out to you more. <laughs> so I'm, I'm picking it apart <laughs> with, yeah. with, with well, opinions and, and things. And at least on this viewing, there's I thought there was like a few choice people. but Yeah. Uh, no, don't get me wrong. There's distinct enough that when I, I knew who was dying every time someone was getting killed. Yeah. I, I was never like, oh. I, I do think there was like the one... There's like a couple... There's a couple of the couples. There's one who's coming towards the party that they're supposed to be having. Oh, yeah. And there's a couple who were having sex in the van who I did kind of like... They were all just kind of generic people that I didn't really understand. Yeah. Like, there, there is like... I'd say about half of them are just generic nobodies that I can't even describe. Sure, yeah. Uh, but of course, the writer, the pothead, the girls who are fighting over him, um, they kind of stick out a little bit. But there's like three yeah. other couples who are just kind of there to be killed. And, you know... And of course... Oh, yeah, definitely. And then there's like one random camping couple who gets killed as well, who who will just show up for that one scene, but it's the infamous sleeping bag death scene, so I'm not going to complain yeah. too much. Yeah. <laughs> Although it was topped in Jason X, more on that uh, in some reviews' time. Yeah, it, it's uh, it, it kind of it's kind of funny because uh, like so many of the kills, yeah, they are censored or like you know they cut away right before it gets good, but then it still has like one of the most memorable like kills in the I franchise think it's because the id is so good and it's funny because yeah. it doesn't rely on gore because the person's hidden anyway it's funny because of what the situation is whereas all yeah. the rest of them where it's about like them getting stabbed through the neck or whatever it's like ah <laughs> oh, we can't really see it it's cutting away and then we see them lying there afterwards uh yeah. so that kind of sucks uh which to be fair though like if this movie was a little bit better it would actually mm. survive the fact that the censorship because because this one has the crazy idea, this has the oh, it's the, the telekinesis girl is fighting Jason. It has the wacky idea enough that theoretically, the wackiness of her fighting back with all the telekinesis should make up for the lack of gore because it's like so much fun oh, yeah. watching yeah. her try to like fight Jason and stuff. Um, and some of it gets pretty fun, and some of it feels a little bit tame. But it, you know, it goes yeah. hit or miss. I, I think I think my my critique of the the progression of that would be like it's obviously the obvious arc here for her is that she gains control just in enough time that she... Oh, my screen's went dark. Hold on. Remind me yeah. later. Uh, Windows, <laughs> is try, Windows is trying to get me to update. And I try, I tried to let it update last night and it, like while I was sleeping, and I woke up and it had failed. And I had to like uh. reboot the previous version of Windows. But it was taking like hours. Like I, I was watching this movie, actually, while I was letting it update. And it was still looking at like 25% when the movie finished. Like So, you know. I hate that. Regardless. <laughs> I hate um, so I'm pushing it off. It's waiting. Anyway, so so what was going? On? Yes. So so obviously the arc is that she by by the the, the she'll, she'll be struggling to control her telekinesis all movie, and then when Jason's about to get her, she'll finally get the strength and she'll control it and like do something cool. I kind of felt like we don't really have that. She's 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 struggling throughout the movie and she's like doing little things like moving a TV here, moving a little matchbook here, and then. All of a sudden, the scene where she's like finally confronted with Jason, she does this really elaborate thing with multiple items. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I won't spoil it yet, but it was just it was really elaborate. I'm like, wait, when did she get this good at this? She's all of a sudden yeah. like controlling multiple things to like set a trap, and I'm like, when when did this happen? Well, come on now. And again, it's a cheesy slasher movie, so I'm just along for the ride. It's fine. But if I want to stop and say, yeah. what could make it better? That that would be something that I think would enhance it a lot. Is if you could, if you had like more of a gradual arc where you you understand why at this moment she gets this good. Oh yeah, definitely. Like uh, when I when I say that, like uh, you know, I had a lot of fun in that, mm. and I really liked it. Um, it is definitely in a cheesy. Oh, this is like 
a lot crazier than I remembered kind of way. Yeah. Like I, I still wouldn't say that, you know, it's a good movie, but uh, yeah, it, it's a shame because there, there's some stuff like, um, yeah, if, maybe if the characters were a little bit better defined, if uh, there was a more of a, you know, uh, progression to her mastering her powers and, you know, slightly better kills then it, it could have been like, Oh, like this isn't just like a cheesy kind of fun movie. It's a, Oh, like this is legitimately like really good one in the franchise. But um, yeah. yeah, like it, and it is kind of funny, like when she's using her powers, like it, like I, I think all that stuff at the end is cool, but definitely, like yeah, some of it looks cheesy as hell. Like when she, she she's like throwing like the you know plant at him, like oh, it really yeah, yeah. like <laughs> it's just it's just so it's just, it's just a plant on a cable just yeah. being moved. Yeah, it's just it's really cheesy old school stuff. Um, yeah, and, but it's I, also I was gonna say I don't want to be too hard on it though because it is actually a pretty easy movie to watch. Like I wasn't yeah. like bored. Um, if you like Friday the Thirteenth sequels, I think you'll you'll still have some fun with it. Like I don't think it's yeah. Like I, I it definitely doesn't make me mad. Like the like the fifth one is probably like the only one that like makes me mad. Uh, like the other ones like if I'm not crazy about them, it's because maybe it's a little boring or drags at parts. Mm. Uh, but this it's definitely you know I I, I didn't really feel like boredom at all watching it. Yeah, um, and Jason, of course, Ken Hodder's very good in the role. He looks good. Like okay. you know, the cracked mask is really nice. Uh, you see like bits love... of his rib cage sticking out and stuff like that. Yeah, like uh, any of the like shots from behind, I really like. You see like kind of like his exposed spine and stuff. Like it looked really cool. Like you know, if, if you want like you know crazy gross zombified Jason, I, I think this is a really good one. Yeah, yeah, I think I think his look is really finally like complete with this one. Um, yeah. And then obviously, I guess tweaked here or there for the, the following ones, but. Um, you know, and the idea that his clothes are just ripped and tattered, and it's not like a because yeah, you go back to like part three, and he's he's wearing like a really neat shirt. It's very like tidy and clean looking <laughs> by comparison. It's kind of weird uh, yeah. that it took this long. Let's dirty it up. Let's make it slimy and disgusting, and you know whatever else. Uh, but now, some good moments with Jason. Yeah. Um, and he's got this wacky premise. Uh, I don't think it really you know lives up to the potential of the premise, but it's it's not a bad watch by any means. Um, sure. But hey, so. So yeah, so I guess we'll get spoilers then. So full spoilers yeah. for for Friday the Thirteenth Seven from this point on. So, like one thing I kind of want to talk about is just how mm-hmm. like crazy her powers are. Because it would just be one thing if like you know she could just move stuff, but uh, I guess she can also bring people back from the dead. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, now I get what murkies this up at the end. Yeah. With Jason, I would argue that she didn't bring him back from the dead. She just lifted him up and let him free because he, he technically okay. is always coming back from the dead. Okay, so right, I, fair. So I wouldn't say yeah. she did that to him. It was just that she brought him back up and therefore he could get out of his chain and, you know, go back to his killing yeah. ways. Um, But at the end, her dad comes out of the water to save her, <laughs> which... <laughs> does murky that up quite a lot that does imply that she it's, brought him back from the dead yeah but it, it, it it's kind of like don't get me wrong I, I like how like batshit crazy it is and like it's a good ending but it does make it kind of be like all right is she just kind of manipulating his dead body or did she literally bring him back to life and if so like is he just brought back just for like those couple of minutes like she can't just bring him back again unless you want to argue that he came back but you know from the same forces of nature that oh, brought maybe. Jason back because he wanted to protect his daughter. In the same way that you know Jason comes back because his mother was killed, you know he's yeah. coming back to protect his daughter. Um, which yeah. again, this entire thing where she feels guilty about killing her dad all movie, and then he shows up to like save her at the end. 
does does not like really jive with that he was an alcoholic yeah. asshole father who you know was hot, awful and was deserving of death from that first scene. Like, like one thing I do think is kind of funny though is like it's you know if he is supposed to be this kind of good like you know maybe almost like angelic person like you know the, the way like you know he might have been like kind of martyred in, in her mind or something but uh it's not like he pops up and is like honey like i'm here to help you one last time he pops up and he's just kind of like growling he's like, and, like oh it's, it's the uh <laughs> it's the jason shot from the first movie when he's in the boat oh yeah, yeah it's the yeah. exact same kind of like <laughs> you know he comes up it's the exact same thing is, yeah nice, nice little reversal on that yeah um also, so, she gets like uh, visions too, like throughout the movie. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, she gets like weird visions of the people who are dying. She's like, oh, I saw someone with a hockey mask, and the doctor's like, Oh, you have an hallucination. It's your father. It's like, No, my why my father father be wearing a hockey mask? Damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's just your father. It's, it's your father. Uh, my favorite part. I, I, I kind of like how sleazy the doctor is. I loved it when the because she, she, Tina runs off at one point, and the mother and the doctor. To, and at, at this point, the, the mother's like sort of sussed out that he's just in it for himself and that he's not really trying to help her, so she's pissed at him. But they're looking for Tina in the woods, and Jason shows up. He he literally grabs the mother and holds her in front of him, and like <laughs> as a shield, holds her as a shield, oh, yeah. and she gets killed. But, and then he runs off. He doesn't survive for long, admittedly, but he he does that. I thought it was funny. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that, yeah, that was like at that moment, like you already didn't like the guy, but you know, it's not like you were hoping for him to really get his comeuppance. But definitely at this point, you know, like all right, now I can't wait to see this guy get gutted, which uh, is is probably one of the most disappointing deaths in the movie, I would say, because um, it has this build up with uh, all of a sudden Jason has a like a. I don't know what you call like a some type of like weed whacker or yeah, it's, it's tool like or a, something. It's a it's a weed whacker with it like a because I'm so used to seeing them with like a safety guard on it, but this was just, yeah. that's just like a buzz saw at the end of a big pole essentially. But and it it's kind of funny because like at first you hear it, it kind of sounds like a chainsaw. It almost seems like they're gonna. I was like, whoa, it was like Leatherface in this movie, but uh, no, it, it's like this gardening tool thing. But then uh, like all right, you see Jason with that and you really expecting like alright this is going to be a big huge gory death and it's just so neutered that it's like mm-hmm. oh, damn yeah you feel that's one of the ones that definitely feels like it was it was uh, it was um, you know cut up in the editing room afterwards um, another one that I like this I got a sense of a good good kill but of course it um, again it was neutered a little bit but I did get more of a sense of it I think the Mike I think his name is the guy who's actually the, the party at the house is for him and him and his oh, girlfriend yeah. are coming towards but their car breaks down and they end up getting killed in the woods on the way there. He gets like bent backwards so that he's like his head's oh, like yeah. back at his ankles, and you don't see a lot of it, but you see just enough that I got there. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I, I like the just the, the the brute force of like bending him backwards to kill him. Like that's yeah, yeah that's, that's fun. That's fun. Um, kind of a funny one was the uh, the couple that are in the um, van uh, that uh you know they're waiting to yeah surprise this couple and stuff and then they come out the you know the guy just gets kind of like a normal death or whatever uh but then when he shoves that like party maker sound or whatever uh mm. you know into the girl that was kind of funny uh, again it's like you know quick it would have been nice to see more of it but it's like that's oh, like a good gag yeah so, so fun kills uh, i mean a lot of the middle of the film is melissa being horrible and trying to have sex with uh with nick yeah. In fact, to the point where after most other people have died, and it's just her and those two left, and they're back in like <laughs> Tina's like house, and basically Tina's like, "Oh no, like they're all dead, they're all dead." 
and Nick's at this point Nick has seen a dead body he's seen like one of his friends have been murdered so he's like yeah, yeah what, what can we do and Melissa's like oh this is just crazy you guys are weird I'm going to bed do you want to come Nick <laughs> like yeah because he's in the mood right now like this is the the, the, the proper time like she just like she, she's very one note she's just always trying to have sex with Nick there's never any oh, yeah. other motivation from her and then of course she opens the door and just immediately gets axed in the face and that's yeah. that's her that's her done <laughs> uh, but that leads us to the telekinesis itself because mm-hmm. the first time that Tina runs into Jason mm-hmm. outside and she's like sort of standing facing off with him she 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 has like a tree come down and hit him oh, into yeah. a pool of water <laughs> And then she has like a cable come in from the power cables like above fall into the puddle and then she electrocutes them. And I'm like, this is really elaborate. This is what I was talking about earlier. I was like, you you, you, you kind of did like two, <laughs> multiple different things to set up this like this trap to like electrocute him. It doesn't work. It gets right back up, of course. This is the this becomes the running thing in the movie is that she does something to kill him and then he gets back <clears> up anyway and just keeps coming. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we, we get some stuff later on where she's like hiding him. She makes his mask burst open at one point. We see his like mm-hmm. horrible zombie face and um, all the rest of it. And then it leads outside. And But I, as you say, there's at one point there's like a de- decapitated head in a plant pot. <laughs> and she she throws the, and it's, again, she telekinetically throws the plant pot at him. So the, so the head goes flying at Jason. Um, <laughs> silly, but fun. Yeah. I would, yeah, I definitely. Deny it. Like, it- if you're gonna go like crazy over the top like yeah at least do stuff like that that's like all right this, this is kind of funny mm. uh, it's also funny just to imagine like jason like very like you know placing these heads like in very specific locations yeah um if i i, I like the idea of jason being like like what the hell is going on why has she got these powers <laughs> like this has never been this yeah. difficult before what's happening and the idea that like that's almost becoming like one of his most sought after kills because he's like oh, I'm determined to mm. kill that bitch now. It's like she she's making my mm. life difficult. I don't like how she's she's getting away with all this, you know. I, like there's there's some fun elements there to that, and you can yeah. kind of see it in his performance a little bit that he's getting more frustrated, um, you know. So, but I mean, I overall like I mean actually is this one of the only movies? I well, I guess six did because Tommy survived six, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this is now the second movie in a row where the, the male love interest has like survived as well. Because at the end, when she's going to the, the ambulance, because um, he's like, "Oh, what about Jason? Where is he?" He's like, "Don't worry, that's taken care of." And she never explains why, and they just drive off, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> um, sure, sure, just trust her. Even though the last time she said to kill them, that he came back. Yeah, you know, so it's not like he's not come back from the dead like multiple times already. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, so he actually ends back in the lake. Jackson, Joe stuck out to me about this one is uh there's very little locations in this one like it is literally just this one place with the two houses the entire time in the woods yeah, yeah that's fair it's not a complaint um, it's just this is an observation because like yeah most of the other movies there'll be some scenes where they go to a store or the, the town before they get to the camp or i mean the last movie was all in the town for the most part like it was so much of it was in the town oh, yeah um so i just i noticed this one was literally that other than a couple of scenes in the road it was this one place with the two houses in the the lake yeah but hey. yeah that's true um <laughs> there's also a gigantic explosion oh that's right she makes the house <laughs> blow up and it's like it's like someone putting like you know 10 tons of dynamite in there yeah <laughs> so who knew uh stacks of old newspapers could really <laughs> just explode a house like that <laughs> Do you, know what, do you know what I respect about old movies like this is that even low budget movies couldn't just CG it, so they actually had to blow up something up. So oh, it looks yeah. really good. Like it's over the top. It's far too big of an explosion for what it should be. But 
Like it's actually you know it's like oh they actually blew up a house like even if they built like a <laughs> fake house for it they still had to blow something yeah. up to get this effect. So it looks much that's that's one of the things that really irks me in low budget movies now is when they do like a fake explosion and it just Ugh. looks really really bad and it's like ah oh, what did you do? Um, like I mean at least that I kind of understand because like uh you know like obviously like real explosions like look a lot better but you know they're probably pretty expensive. Uh, the thing that drives me crazy is like CGI blood. Like, come on, like how like fake blood cannot be that much money. Like, <laughs> uh, it know, drives me crazy. It's not that the fake blood's that much money. It's the it's the time you save not having to clean up the set between takes. True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's where the money's saved. It's the time that's saved. Uh. I think more than anything is they, they don't have to like clean the set between every take. Because I think typically that you know adds on so much time for like people to come in and scrub everything down to make it look the same as it was before. And yeah, so on, true. and not even just the set, a little bit of clothes. Like, let's say you have a character who gets blood all over their shirt, and then you want to do a second take. Well, they have to have a second shirt, and then you know, so on. Yeah, that's true. It just it looks so bad. <laughs> yeah, but, but usually it does. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Anything else you want to say about part seven? Is there any anything I've glossed over here that you want to uh, um, discuss? More sleeping bag death scene talk or something? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I mean that that scene's definitely great. Um, no, I mean, it, it is kind of weird for, like, how crazy it is. Like, I guess there's not, like, you know, a, a super ton to say about it. Um, like, I, I feel like, uh, you know, we have the psychiatrist or whatever, um, the doctor that, that's trying to help her, uh, you know, kind of, like, in, I think some point in the beginning, he, you know, he, he talks about something about how, like, you know, he's kind of, like, yelling at her, and she gets upset and then starts moving, I, I think, the matchbook or whatever, and... Mm you know she's like oh like how do i do that and yeah i think he's mentioned something like oh like you got like you know like really emotional or, or something like uh you know that, that that's good setup but i feel like we don't get it enough like yeah yeah you know, he's also he's very one note and in, in a very kind of obvious way where every single time like the mom lets her do something that he disapproves of he, he always says well you wouldn't want her to go back to the hospital would we like you know we wouldn't want that you know yeah she's up here to to relax because at one point you know she, she goes over to the house with nick and she's like, oh, she went to hang out with the friends next door. It's just good for us. It's good to be normal. He's like, oh, you wouldn't want her to go back to the hospital, would you? He says that a lot. Like, I feel like he, <laughs> it was really obvious that he was obsessed from a very early point, which is fine because he is obsessed. But um... but what, like, ultimately, though, what's his angle? Like, is does he want to use her powers for something? Does he want to, like, you know, be like, oh, the doctor that discovered, yeah, you know? I, I think the idea is that he'd, eventually he'd write a book about this and it'd be right. like published and stuff and rather than he wants to use it to like you know do a heist or something i don't, I don't know okay uh but uh, yeah I, I think it's because he, he wants to like be you know from a science perspective he discovered this and he's written the the, the, the book on it literally and you know so I, I think that's what the the goal is but they never really go into it though you never really get a sense of what it is and uh i mentioned this before in one of the um uh, nightmare movies but I do like um, this idea when, when you have these um, franchises like you know it wouldn't work in everything like you know it wouldn't work in Halloween but I, I do like in something like you know this or Nightmare when they have other supernatural stuff uh, occurring because um, like you know it's like oh yeah if I mean if you know reanimated zombie you know corpse monsters can exist in this world like yeah why not a person with like you know uh mm. you know telekinetic powers like obviously you know wouldn't want it in every movie and you know there's a lot of instances probably like where it wouldn't work but 
you know, I, I like like from time to time when they do something like that. Yeah, they'd almost be interesting if the next few movies were like, okay, how about someone with this power face Jason? Yeah, sure. <laughs> how about someone with this power? Um, yeah, almost like their their own little uh, group of dream warriors or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I remember there was like an idea once. Um, I mean, it's probably far too late to do it now, but I think it was the early 2000s. There was an idea to all the surviving final girls would like team up and come oh, back yeah. and like take on Jason. Uh, <sighs> That could be fun. That's a, such a good idea, yeah. That's yeah. a real shame that that never get, happened. Get Amy Steele from two, get get all from three. Whose name I can't remember. Um, I guess Tommy would count as a final yeah. girl. Um, and then you get get Tina from this. You know, like you know, get get a bunch of them and fight back. Yeah. That could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, the 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 Jason Avengers, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, uh, who knows? Maybe even uh, if this doctor survived, he could have been the one to uh, recruit him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the next Fury. <laughs> yeah, maybe his like one of his colleagues or something finds like uh, some papers on it. And he's like, "Hey, wait a minute." <laughs> this Friday of the Thirteenth, Jason's gonna have a bad day. <laughs> but hey, uh, so yeah. uh, that is that, that is Friday the Thirteenth part. So we should rate the movie, Tim. What are we gonna rate yeah. out of ten? Uh, I I did enjoy it a lot, but it, it definitely has like flaws. Like I I can't go too high. Uh, although I wish I could could because it was definitely ambitious and you know had a lot of good ideas and you know had some fun. But uh, hmm. uh, I, at first I was thinking kind of a seven, but as we're talking about it, <laughs> I think maybe it did make some of the flaws a little more evident. So I'm gonna mm. go just a, a smidge lower. I'm gonna do a six point five, uh, but. Um, honestly, I think it easily could have been like, you know, a, a seven, seven point five. Um, if yeah, we just maybe had a little more stuff uh, evened out and better kills and everything. But overall, though, I was surprised at uh, how much I liked it because uh, again, I thought I kind of remembered it as being kind of forgettable and and stuff other than the premise. But um, no, I, I I still enjoyed it. All right. Um, I think I will. I'll settle probably on a six. Fair. Maybe a six or a five point five. I, th- I think I'll go with a six. I, th- I think it's it's easy enough to watch. It's enjoyable enough. It's, it's just got enough crazy scenes that, especially in that last like twenty thirty minutes where things really get going, where it, it does really yeah. kind of pick up and get kind of fun. Um, but it's not the strongest of the sequels by any means. Sure. Yeah. It definitely falls into that mid mid tier, um, of the sequels. Uh, obviously, I I put it like third third to last out of the ones we've done so far, but trust me, we got at least one more that's going to like go straight to the bottom mm-hmm. coming up later. Don't worry about <laughs> that. Uh, at least one. So, but no, that's Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. Uh, of course, let us know what you thought of it in the comments below and stuffs. Uh, obviously, we'll be getting to Part Eight sometime in the next month or so. Uh, but uh, of course, you can have it at Patreon.com/slash TV if you want to support the channel, support the show, and everything we do here. You get to vote on an episode once per month. There's always a, a vote over at Patreon. Uh, you also get to add movies to the crypt. Uh, that's a fun thing you get to do and that's like a to-do list of movies that we, we get to everyone gets to see the crypt you can look at the, the list in the link below but 
patrons get to add movies to it um and more more than anything you get your supporters and uh, get a fuzzy feeling about it uh, if you can't do that don't feel too bad though you can of course like subscribe all the usual stuff all of that helps uh, also as simple as this sounds watch the ads on youtube turn off the ad block watch the ads um and you can support us that way uh but that is us so thank you very much once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we'll see you next time <laughs>